Now, there's another relationship. What about each other? See, we, we found out the relationship between God and man and what our relationship is and what we are, uh, he's going to do for us and what our obligations are to him. What about each other? Go back to Exodus. Remember, Exodus 20 is a love manual. That's all it is. It's not the commandments. It's a love manual. Say, man, here you go. When you love, this is what's going to happen. And let you tell me that you wouldn't want to live in a society that, 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 that it is fashioned after Exodus chapter 20. Let's go to Exodus 20, 12. Here's a relationship you need to tighten up. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. That's a neighbor relationship. Amen? He said, love that. Honor your father and mother. Anybody here not honoring your father and mother? Let me tell you something. Your life is going to be miserable because you didn't, you didn't do this. It'll never be right. It'll never be right. Honor them. Oh, my daddy was a rolling stone. And my mama, she wasn't no good. And he didn't say honor your father and mother if they right. Are you here? Are you alive? Somebody gave birth to you, right? Nelson, you're learning that somebody changed your diaper. Honor them. Give them the, give them the respect due to your, your parents. Amen? Amen? Then he said, uh, 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 verse 13, thou shalt not kill. Would you love to live in an environment where death is not, an, I mean, murder is not uh, around? <laughs> this is the love letter. This is how you treat each other. Now, kill is not just pulling a trigger, Morgan. You can assassinate somebody's character. You can spread rumors. You can set lies on people. Wouldn't you love to live in an environment where that's not the case? Amen. Then he says, thou shalt not steal. Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped over something. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Oh, wouldn't you love to live in a... a, a you, if your marriage is adultery-free, wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. Your life would be different. And it can be. It can be. Because you've learned how to love. See, in adulterous relationships, it's because you don't love each other. You don't know about love. You don't care about the other person. Well, I do care. No, you don't. Shut up. You don't. Why? Because if you love that other person, you wouldn't hurt that person like that. So God says, hey, my love manual says this is not going to happen. Hey, it's good, right? Now, can you imagine, if you knew that would never happen, you would have more patience in your relationship. You would respect your relationship a little bit more. It's like divorce. If you know divorce was off the table, you'd work it out. <laughs> Somehow, someway, you'd work it out. But let me tell you something. You can't pick and choose what you're going to put into your relationship from the Lord. It's got to be all or nothing. You can't say, well, God said this. Oh, well, yeah, he did. But God said all of this, too, that you're not doing. So don't try to put that in this soup of heathenism. I'm sorry. Let's keep going. <laughs> Thou shalt not steal. That would be nice. What else? Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Wouldn't that be wonderful if you didn't have to spend your entire existence trying to be like somebody else? There would be no commercials on television. There would only be infomercials. 
I inform you this product exists. <laughs> he said, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife, so stop comparing each other's wives. That's the worst thing you can say, man. I wish you were like her. She should hit you in the face. That's a terrible thing to say to your wife. I wish you were more like her. Well, first of all, why are you looking at her, right? Why do you think she got it going on and I don't? Why don't if, you, if your wife is not what you want, don't you think it's your responsibility to be what you should be? And watch God make her what she needs to be. Because anybody who makes a statement that says, I want her to be like that, is operating from a position of selfishness. So God, when you find yourself, guys, saying that, say, Lord, fix me. I'm selfish. I'm sorry. And watch what God does to your wife. Maybe your wife is being right and you wrong. You ever thought that? Maybe she's trying to do what's right. And you don't like right. It works the same way, opposite to husbands and wives, the same thing. But God says, look, don't covet your neighbor's wife, man. That means don't cover your neighbor's husband, too. Don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> don't praise another man above your husband, unless that man is Jesus. Don't tear your house down. Oh, I wish, oh, I wish we could just, just sit down and have classes on this stuff. Because it's, it's to, to us, it's just godly common sense. We could teach young women, don't turn, don't tear your house down. Young men, don't tear your house down. Because the house starts with you too. I don't know why we're talking about this. But you, you got to know this. These are simple things about marriage that your grandfather used to share with you. But nobody's grandfather is about anything anymore. Maybe one or two. But, but nobody's telling you this. And you're dying and you don't know why you're miserable. And some people stay married 25 years just miserable because they don't know this. They don't know the love of God, so they don't know how to love each other. So don't covet your neighbor's wife, nor his manservant. Man, I want that job. Why he get to have that job? What about? Nor his maidservant, nor his ox. Okay? So we won't be coveting oxes. What's that modern-day ox? His equipment, his cars, his all his... Why are you covering that? That's right. If Nelson came up here and he got a brand-new ox, <laughs> we said, man, give me a ride. Let me see how that good ox... God bless you with that good ox. Man, that's a good ox. Right? That's love. That we have one for another, right? It's not a covet relationship anymore. It's not a selfish perspective anymore. It's, man, I am happy for you. You got it. I know you've been wanting this. And you know, one day we'll graduate and help somebody get it. I know that's, that's PhD stuff. <laughs> we are going to help somebody get what they need. There's a lot of needs in this place. And we have the capability of helping somebody get it. Now get out of your pocket. I'm not just talking about money. Help people. Make them better people. Amen? Amen? Now, nor is ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Now go to Galatians. We're going to finish up here. I thought we were going to run out. I thought we were going to be too short. I apologize. Galatians chapter 5. 
We're going to learn this. See, this is what church members learn. You come to church, and, and, and you're going to get this instruction, and we're going to learn how to be members of God's body because we're going to be, learn how to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to learn that. And make sure you don't say brothers and sisters and, and leave off in Christ because we, can ne we don't even like each other without Jesus. What are the chances that we would even know each other? If you didn't, if Jesus didn't bring you here, would, Isaiah, I would, I might have seen you and wouldn't know who you were. We would have had no discussion. Not because he's one thing and I'm not, we just, I don't know you. But since we do know one another, don't you think we ought to love one another? Amen. The way God asks us to love one another. That's what's going to be fun about this. See, that's what we get excited about coming together. And that's what you can't do apart. Galatians what? Five? Galatians five. Let's go to 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. I wonder what that word is going to be. Even in this, thou shalt what? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Wow. That's it. You know, the second half of the commandments. That's it. Love your neighbor. The love that God sh and Jesus has for us, have that same love for your neighbor. But this is the promise. Think about this. He said, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Amen. Are we happy about that? Just stay in his hand. Just stay there. The devil cannot take you from God. You believe that? No, I don't believe that. Oh, Lord, everybody's going off. Uh, the devil can't take you from God. He can't. But you can leave God and join the devil. And you know how you do that? When God comes to speak and you stand afar off. You want to know how to have a successful relationship? Learn love. Who's the first person you fall in love with? For isn't he love? If you want a successful neighborly relationship, then what should you consult? God. Just go to Exodus, chapter 20. Just read that. And say, oh man, that's how my relationship ought to be with, yeah, that's it. I don't cover anybody. I'm happy you got yours. I'm out here trying to get mine. And let me help you in this. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna damage your reputation. I wouldn't do that. I'm not gonna tell falsehoods to make myself look better. I'm not gonna do that. Because we in love, man. I love you, you love me, we don't take care of each other, and the rest of the world who's trying to come against this power, my father said they can't touch you. Isn't that wonderful? You want a relationship like that? Now you know what kind of relationship to look for, don't you? Who out here trying to get married? Now you know what to look for, don't you? Have you married Jesus? If you ain't married Jesus, nah, you ain't gonna be no good for nobody. I want you to look at it just like that. I don't want you to look at, they're not good for me. No, you aren't good for anybody until you marry Jesus. Until you and him have that love relationship. Then you just go keep being single. Because why would God bring you a precious gift to a bum? Think about that. Men out here trying to get married, I want God to send me a wonderful wife, and you break out your list. 
She need to be this, 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 this. No, she just need to be Proverbs 31. Oh, I want a Proverbs 31 woman, industrious woman, a woman who works with her hands, a woman who cares about, a woman who knows how to do things, a woman, and you a bum. Why would God send that to you? Why don't you say, God, make me not a bum. Help me be a child and a man of God. And guess what will happen? Then all of a sudden a daughter of God will show up. And vice versa. Daughters, you're looking for a man. I want a man of God. Be a woman of God first. You're a woman of God. God has men out here. He really does. Devil has a lot of bums out here. And you don't want one of them. Amen? Amen. What did we learn today? Love. Love. Relationship love. Amen? We're going to practice it, and we're going to prosper. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer.